There's a need to fear. The Underhills are here. Broadcasting live, live and around the world. Around the world. From Cabana One. The only podcast that's all ball bearings. Your ultimate source for everything Fletch. Moon River. Thank you, Doc. You ever serve time? Laker Jim and his beat reporters will stop at nothing to make sure Fletch lives forever. Forever. (laughs) They don't shower much. This is Fletchcast. Thank you, Sammy, and welcome to day five. Okay, now it's down to the nitty gritty. I'm your host, Laker Jim. Along with me is Jake and Bob. Howdy. Get that out of the way. Son of a gun, we're going to have fun on the bayou today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, if that's not segue enough, it's Fletch Lives Day for Ted Underhill. Yes, that's right. Ted Underhill in Fletch Lives. I'll never forget the day I discovered this back in, I don't know, 1998 or something. Before the internet even existed or it existed, I don't know what it, what point it was at, but... I remember, and I think I found him in the credits first. That's where I think I found him. And I was like, wait a minute. He's in this movie? And then I went through the movie and through the movie and through the movie. And through a fuzzy VHS version, found where he exists in the background of the zippity doo dance right. sequence. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Strumming his tennis racket. Holy God. Ooh. I'll never forget how amazing that, that a find was for me. Mm. And... You know, I took a picture with my camera of the TV. As one would do in 1998. <laughs> it had a big camera flash in one corner of the screen, really pixelated because I zoomed in really close. Uh, if you Google Underhill Fletch Lives, you'll see it. I don't even know <laughs> how I got it onto the computer, you know, and I created a graphic to let Scanner. the world know <laughs> that the Ted Underhill was indeed an Easter egg before Easter eggs even existed in Fletch Lives. Yeah, I was just going to say that, that Easter eggs really didn't exist back then. And so no. Fletch Lives really was one of the first. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't really even meant to be an Easter egg. It wasn't really meant to be found in the background because in the script, and, and I think going to the script is always a good kind of outline for what, what, the, what the plan was, you know? You really find out what was cut. And in this case, what shouldn't have been cut. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We've, we've talked in the making in Fletch Lives Part 1 that they were able to save some money on the, the song zippity doo instead of right. thousands of dollars, it cost them $400. And so they use that extra money to create this crazy fantasy dream sequence. Yeah. Heavy extra. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely elaborate more so even than the original Fletch dream sequence. Yeah, it was great to have Kareem in, in the basketball, but this is a pretty big production. Yes, sir. My, oh, my, what a wonderful day. You bet. Yeah. Yeah, they had to bring an animator in. Yeah, to do all that. But again, the highlight for me is Ted Underhill. 
showing up in the background. In the script, there's some specific shots of the underhills that was meant to be seen. You know, so mm-hmm. like I said, it wasn't meant to be something to be found years later in the background and discovered. That's really an injustice to this character, to be honest. Let me find, let me give me two seconds and I'll be back with the script. I lost my place. If your desk wasn't so messy like Fletch's, <laughs> you'd be much more organized. When you look at the script for Fletch Lives and you look at the dream sequence, the plantation dream sequence, mm-hmm. there is direct reference to the Underhills in this. So there was meant to be a shot. Let me read, read it to you. Fletch's point of view. Of course, in Fletch's dream, all the slaves are white, but dressed in period antebellum clothing. Gillette, the alimony lawyer, is groveling at Fletch's feet. Fletch rubs his head in a condescending way. Mr. and Mrs. Underhill, from the first movie, in parentheses, are picking cotton in their tennis whites. Mm. At the corner of the house, Underhill is bitching at his wife until Fletch puts his finger to his lips to quiet them. I would have loved that scene to be in there. Why did they omit that? What do you think he's bitching to his wife about? Do you think it's the heat? Or, or, the, or the labor. The amount of sunblock that she put on his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Which is none, by the way. <laughs> or maybe he didn't finish his lunch and he's just raw. He's not happy. Yeah, could be. He didn't Good get that last him. bite. That's true. He's hangry. That's fine. Yeah. Maybe his head was getting too <laughs> hot. Maybe it was yeah. starting to blister in the sun. So is there a mention of him in the... Um, in the dance portion, what does the dance portion even look like in the script? Here's what it says. Betty says, would you mind if I sat in your lap, Colonel? He takes a deep breath and says, no, nah, Betty Lee, sit yourself down. And she says, the field hands would like to dance for you. Fletch stands up suddenly, sending Betty Lee into a pratfall. Dance for me. I'll dance for them. He steps off the porch and begins singing zippity Doodah." He moves up an oak alley lined with slave sheds. White slave sheds. White slaves come out and join the singing, dancing throng. A bluebird and an animated dog join Fletch and the others. The bluebird leaves a dump on his shoulder. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's funny. Ripple dissolve. And that was it. <laughs> yes. So there was no mention of the Underhills in the, no. in the script as far uh, as the dance. He wakes yeah. up and, and Cindy May says, you made it, Mr. Notre Dame. <laughs> in my opinion two two very bad cuts there you know you have cutting out the underhills and then you know that scene was probably a nice little thing to see and more and why would you cut out the bird shitting on his shoulder that's got to be <laughs> that would be funny that's the first time i've seen that <laughs> i can picture i can picture it so so clearly though i can picture them arguing with each other and flex just giving a shh i wonder if they even shot it are we sure they did cut them like are we because there's there's some scenes where they show people working in the field, people walking around, people working in the field. Maybe we just never noticed it. Maybe it's it's possible that they're in there, and I, I think we should all give it another look. But I mean, a nice close up of them together, it really would have been the money shot. Yeah, I think so too. Hang on, I'm just watching. I'm watching the uh, the scene right now. I rented Fletch Lives last night. I'm watching the scene right now. I'm watching the scene right now of the. Uh, of the dream sequence. And I just want to see if they show Underhill at all. I doubt they do. Oh yes. Okay. I mean, there's no way to determine if one of these are Underhill or not, but I thought there was a scene where they showed like the slave quarters 
Oh, it's it's impossible to kind of. These are just extras, I'm sure. God, Betty, what yeah, Betty Lee's tits are so fantastic. Delete that out. It'll cost you. <laughs> <laughs> but you would probably notice if someone was in the fields with um, right. tennis whites on. That's compared true. To probably That's the true. usual yeah. attire from that time. Yeah. You do see behind behind Gillette before he gets his head spit on. You do see somebody wearing tennis shoes and like they're very skinny legs i bet you that could be him it looks like somebody, mm, it looks like somebody maybe we should take a screenshot of that it looks like yeah yeah i can't do that but yeah it, it looks like it looks like uh it could be you know like there's a guy wearing like tennis sneakers and white socks what I know, really yeah yeah you just see the legs can you freeze it and take a picture yeah, i of can it? hang on a second i'm gonna go back and do that yes Ooh, sir see this we might have discovered something Ooh, i am Officially intrigued. Zip. Come on, play. Man, I can't stop looking at those Betty <clears throat> Lee, whatever the hell her name is, Rack. You need to get out more. Nah, you know, it's you only get this way when you watch Fletch Lives. Oh, oh, I got a great. I paused this so perfectly. Oh, hang on a second, guys. Let me do this all right now. Ooh, I'm I can't wait to see this. Yeah. How do you I, send it? All right. I just sent it. I mean, this those legs are Oh man! I mean, you know, tell me those aren't some underhill legs right there. Yes, think so. <laughs> I think you're mm-hmm. right. I mean, just look at the look at the tennis shoes. That is the- definitely not something that you would usually wear at a plantation. I think we, I think you've and discovered those calves it. look like tennis calves. Yeah, they do look like tennis yes. legs, right? Like old man tennis legs. Oh my gosh, I think you did it. <laughs> and you know what? And there's a bush right there or something. He might have been picking something right there. Oh, I think I've, I might have found them again. I did find them again. Okay, as the as we go into Belle Isle, you see a wide shot of the house. Now, as a point of reference where to look, a man is wheeling a wheelbarrow right by Mr. and Mrs. Underhill. Oh, my God. I think you did it. It appears she's holding a bag for the cotton, and he's picking the cotton and putting it in the bag. Yes. It's a far shot, but it's them. He's in the shorts. He's the only one in shorts. That's how you can tell. <laughs> wow, maybe that's the scene. But shit, I mean, if they if they were right behind Gillette, why not give us a little yeah, scene a little of pan that? up? Why not give that give us a little close up? I think that's it, man. I think we've discovered something else. What a shame they cut that out too. You know, I are pissed. I gotta put a message out to Richard A. Harris because he's eighty eight years old. He was the editor on Fletch Lives. Richard, if you're listening, and I know you are, you owe us an explanation. But, you know, I got to give Capitano's credit. He put him in the script. He wrote it into the script. So he tried, you know? Yeah. But I guess it shows you that a lot of people took away from the first movie was the Underhills and that whole scene and him using, you know, his credit cards. Yeah. So that was really funny, especially at the end of Fletch when he goes. By the way, I charged the entire vacation of Mr. Underhill's American Express card. Want the number? But when, but the question is, he when did he actually take possession of said card? Yeah, that's that's going to be and you know. Underhill hasn't canceled his credit card yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his wife usually handles that kind of thing. But there is an error in Fletch Lives with the credit card. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. Yes, later on in Fletch Lives, he uses a credit card to pick the lock, and he implies that it's Underhill's credit card. Yeah, he says over the what does the script say? I'm curious because I, I think I recall him saying in the movie, 
Over the years, I'd found Mr. Underhill's credit card to be a useful tool, much like Underhill himself. This is what the script says. Fletch climbs out of the Cadillac dressed in a jumpsuit. He peels the Bug Buster's decal off and puts it on the van. Wide shot. Fletch waits to see if anyone has noticed this activity. He puts in his phony teeth. Townhouse. Fletch at the door, which is posted with police warnings, pulling out his master charge card. He works the door open. Okay, so they so they worked in the Underhill. Yeah, they worked in the Underhill joke for the sake of uh, again another Easter egg, you know, another mention of of, of this polarizing character. Yep. Yeah, wow, so and that's not, it. It's not mentioned in the script, but there's a big error in the respect that it is not Ted Underhill's name on the card. Oh my god, I can't make out the name, but it's definitely not Underhill. You know what a sloppy yeah. job of of the prop department to. You know there's going to be a close-up of the card, or yeah. you would imagine there's going to be a close-up of the card as he picks the lock. Why would you not create yeah. an American Express card that had Underhill's name on it? The other thing I'm wondering is, you know, you said you can't really see the name on the card. I wonder if it's a, just an Irwin M. Fletcher credit card, or if it's the credit card for an alias of his. And another big error is that he never got the credit card. Fletch never actually had possession of the credit card. If you think about it, you're absolutely right. I mean, in the first movie, he charged some of something right. onto his, onto his account, but he never actually had possession of the card. No. So somewhere, somewhere in the story off, off screen. Yes. Fletch breaks into the club again <laughs> and takes and his card. his credit card. Yeah. Probably when he's probably when he's showering after a, uh, you know, tennis practice or something, you know, yeah. something that we can sit down and write ourselves. Yep. So keep in mind in, in the eighties reporting credit card fraud. I, I mean, nowadays you just call up, they take care of it. Every credit card, every right. bank. Yeah. Yeah. They just take care of it for you. They have a fraud department back then. I can't imagine what it took to, to report fraud. Oh. Underhill had to probably go to court. I mean, it, it probably, Poor guy. yeah, he probably had to write letters out to the secret service and, <laughs> You know, all kinds of crazy so the, nonsense. Yeah, the torment and torture that Fletch put him through through these fake charges Oof. probably was crazy. <laughs> what a lengthy process, for sure. Oh, wait a minute, guys. Wait, hold on. Yeah? I, I just adjusted the microfiche just perfectly, and I think I got a name. Okay. Name on the card? Kubilis. It's Fernando Kubilis. C-U-B-I... C-U-B-I-L-L-A-S. Okay, hang on. I'm going to look it up on IMDb. Hang on. So it's not an Irwin, not an Irwin M. Fletcher card. It's a random name. Let's see here. IMDb. This is crazy. That's Let's see crazy. here. Crazy. Holy Toledo. What did you Who find? Is he? he was a production assistant. You are kidding on, me. On Fletch Lives. Wow! Kidding? So they literally just grabbed grabbed somebody random from the production right. team and just right. said, "Hey, you know what? They probably it probably wasn't even Chevy's hands. They probably just filmed well, maybe that guy." <laughs> and <laughs> hey, it looks like credit card up at the door. <laughs> and it looks like, according to IMDb, it was his first job. So we're like, maybe it's a form of hazing. Hey, rookie, <laughs> let me have your credit card. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They probably had like lobster. They probably had like lobster thermidor all around that day for everybody on his <laughs> <Yeah>. card. <laughs> so he was. Crazy. This was his first production assistant job. Eighty nine. 
And then he worked on the blockbuster Ghost Dad with Bill Cosby. Um, <laughs> but then he did, yeah, he worked for Predator 2. He was uh, an extras coordinator for The Last Boy Scout, which I think is an underrated uh, Bruce Willis movie. That's a great Bruce Willis movie. Yeah, and he worked like just assistant and stuff. Yeah. What was his title, what was his title on Fletch Lives? Production uh, Assistant, 1989. Assistant. Jeez, what a sloppy job. <laughs> I know. sloppy job. You know it's <clears throat> sloppy if we can find it. They show a close-up <laughs> of the card. I mean, there's a right, exactly. right in there. Well, these guys take a still. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> Get with it, Fletch. How about that? That is insane. This is why we need like a... Like a um, what do you call it? We're like, you know, we're, remember how like George Lucas redid the Star Wars films and went in and, you know, put little details in the background. Oh, like the special editions. Special edition. Yeah, of course. Like when Greedo shot first instead of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We need like a we need like a special edition Fletch with like, you know, somebody digitizing Underhill's name on the card. <laughs> and maybe, maybe, you know, they, they add in they add in all those. And in all those coveted scenes that we that we have lost. Yeah. Somebody needs to get on that. Now, while all of you out there wrap your head around a CGI Tommy Lasorda, <laughs> I think that'll wrap up day five. For Jake, for Bob, I'm Laker Jim. And I, you know, I want to apologize to Fernando. I hope that nothing ill will came from that using his credit card. Hopefully his uh, identity wasn't stolen or anything like that. Financially, he was crushed. They showed the, <laughs> the, whole, the whole number right on the screen. <laughs> Uh, if, if if no one ever did anything then i mean you know hey <laughs> they could at least probably do something now <laughs> uh, anybody want the number Can't